let's see here. <laughs> let's take that out. That's what they want to know. That's their problem. Oh, gosh. Welcome to another episode of Master of Fun. Uh, Laura wanted me to go way back on the microphone and dive into it. Special effects. Special effects live. I know a lot about audio, so... Audio. (laughs) Can't say it. Know a lot about it. That's great. You do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Excited about this week. Me too. It's been a while since we've gotten together. I know, like a whole week. At least. Yeah. Wow. Also at most, so precisely a week. At least and most, <laughs> true. True, true story. Um, I just had a candle that was lit over here, and it was it was actually over in the bathroom, not here. Over. I love the smell of that candle in your bathroom. Yeah, it's, it's every fantastic. time I go in, I like huff it a it's, little bit. It's a uh, the Target one, the Target brand. It's one of those ones in like the the gold. I, I don't know the name of it. It just says okay. it's a Target brand. It's gold. And um, I'll have to look at the, the scent name. It's a strong, masculine, colonial it's, smell. It's one of those, like, uh, more woody Yes, type love that. Now, it's like those, uh, literally my favorite smell is, so like, good. masculine, like, woodsy cologne. Yeah, but love in a that. candle. Yeah, or on a person. Yeah, any form. Yeah. Uh, th- I love the scent of the candle. One of my least favorite smells on planet earth of my 35 years is um when a candle goes out the wick smell oh the just just the fire the uh smoke scent of a of a burnt candle is awful wow i love that you like what a wick smells when it's burnt yeah like a a snuffed candle yeah i love that oh i can't i always try to cover it with like a plate a plate. Yeah, because if you put a plate on top, the candle will go out. You don't have to blow oh, it out. Okay. I've I've, I've created wow, a lot of. Wow, this is a weird little phobia you have. What's your favorite smell? It's mm. like I said, mine like that woodsy. Love that. The first thought I had was when you get close to the ocean when you're driving. Oh, okay. And you can smell salt in the air. Oh, well, nice. I love that. All right. What's your least favorite smell apart from the obvious ones? Yeah, I would say yeah, something like other people like don't mind that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, another bad mm-hmm. one. I really love potato chips, but mm-hmm. when you first open no, the bag, that's terrible. That's it's ter- awful. It smells like road trip. Yeah, like yeah. a car that has you have a bunch of ham sandwiches in yeah, a cooler. So Someone sick. opens it. That's another top five yeah. worst. Yeah, you you open a bag of chips and you expect if you closed your eyes and someone opened a bag of chips in your face, you'd be yeah. like. Four teenage boys just piled out of a car from <laughs> Grand Haven, Michigan to Cocoa Beach, Florida. Right. They yeah. Smell foul. Awful. Yeah, totally. That's disgusting. Um, yeah. A f- smell I don't really like is. I mean, uh, the ones we've mentioned. Yeah, those are bad. Like, yeah. but I don't know if there's anything like unusual. Like the candle thing for me is unusual that you don't like the smell of like a candle once it's blown out. I like that. Well, it loses the scent of the candle, and now you're just smelling a burnt wick. Yeah, I don't mind that. Mm. I don't know. I like the smell of, like, campfire and oh, whatever. Yeah. I love that. That's great. 
good. So that'll be all for the week. So thanks for coming. Yes, that was great. Yeah. Good week. We covered um, a lot of good stuff here. Actually, there was a week or two ago where you had briefly mentioned throwback. Throw let's throw back to a couple of weeks where you mentioned you were with child in college. <laughs> I was indeed. Yeah. Um do you <laughs> wanna go fill in the dot 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 on that for people that are like Oh, sometimes people mention something and it's like, oh, wait, go back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, my, our uncle Guy says, back up the truck back up a lot. The truck. He's like 82, mm-hmm. three years old, and he's At really minimum. funny. But he's, when, when there's a weird situation, he's like, hold up, back up the truck. <laughs> this is one of those back up the truck moments. Okay. You can tell or not tell as much as you want. Yeah. I mean, I definitely got pregnant in college. <laughs> So that's those are the big those are like the the, the broad strokes <laughs> yeah, the, bro- <laughs> the broad stroke details. Yeah. Uh yeah, so um it was finals week. Okay. Uh when I found out I was pregnant. Did you and Tom both have finals? We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was actually finishing Stressful up. time. Yeah, you know, and Tom's super laid back as a person, zero anxiety, so. (laughs) You know, well, it was very laid back. He was like, you know what, maybe you're pregnant, maybe you're not. Either way, it's going to be fine. Right. I'm not worried. Yeah, that's totally how he rolls. Mm -hmm. Um, No, so I actually, he had a dream that I was pregnant. I don't think I've ever known this before. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And I was like, nonsense really yeah he had a dream that i was pregnant and i was like no way i'll take a test to prove it and i you were thinking no wrong yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so um we went to a drugstore i mean we were attending a christian college i was in school for youth and family ministries which Mm -hmm. isn't ideal to be you know pregnant all sorts of pregnant out of wedlock. So there was like a stigma for sure. And I, uh, yeah, so I was feeling super confident that I wasn't pregnant. I'm not sure why, but we went and got a pregnancy test and I took the test in a building, like a common building, like a, where I had classes and stuff. Um, but it was late at night. 15 minute break. Let me go and just take a quick test. No, it was late at night, but the dorms, you weren't allowed to have like, like I wasn't allowed in his dorm. He wasn't allowed in, I didn't live in the dorm. I lived in an apartment, but, um, yeah. So I took this test in the bathroom and I wanted to, I, I wanted to hide it. I remember being like, so you saw it was positive. I saw it was positive and I was like. Well, there's no way around telling him. He's waiting. He's already dreamt it. Yeah, he's right. yeah. So I, but my first thought was like, move to Mexico, fake your own death, <laughs> oh, get out of Dodge. <laughs> you went instantly to just like run away from. Yes. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, but I had to tell him. <laughs> yeah, he's part of the equation. Yeah, so I did, and then. Um, yeah, it was positive, and I don't remember taking my exams. I can tell you that much. No, what was the conversation like with when with you and Tom? You know, I don't remember all the details because I was like found out I was pregnant and was panicking in my yeah. mind. But 
I remember, I mean, he was, I, I think he was very focused on what you guys would all think, his family. He was right. very focused right. on his family. And I was focused on, like, do I have all the documents to cross the border? <laughs> Is my passport updated? Is my passport up thought. to date? Yeah. Do I yeah. have Twizzlers and potato chips in the car for this road trip? Yeah. So, yeah, I was not, yeah, I was not living in, like, a reality where we were, we were just, like, terrified, frankly. Yeah, well, you yeah. were, what, 20, were you 21? I was 21. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, he was coming out of a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I had been previously engaged. Like, I was in, I had called off an engagement. Okay, back up the truck. Okay, dokie. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we're going to go there? Well, you don't have to. No, you know what? Since when have I stopped myself from going somewhere? You haven't. I know. Yeah, no, I was engaged. Um, and that was a big part of how why, how I ended up in the Philadelphia area. Like, I was engaged to a guy who was living in Annapolis, Maryland. He was in the, at like, um, you know, the Naval Academy. Yeah. And it did not work out. I called that off mm-hmm. and I knew Tom at the time that I, I called off the wedding. Yeah. But we were just friends. There was no like there was no shenanigans. Yeah. Tom um, came in on a white horse. Yeah. Yes. Uh no, actually I would I didn't purchase books in college. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing to explain. I did not purchase books. You just did you you passed classes without the book. Yes, I did. Here's what happened. I would find somebody and be like, "Hey, can I borrow your book for half an hour?" You saved ten thousand dollars minimum, and I would borrow their book for like a half hour. I would photocopy random pages, wow, of the book, and then in the class discussion. I would reference something from these random pages that nobody else was reading. People bought the books, didn't read them. I didn't buy the books, read a few pages from each chapter, which was more than anyone else was reading. Mm -hmm. And I was able to have like fairly competent discussions surrounding the things I've read. So what would happen is I'd be in class and they would say, well, you know, what did you guys take away from this section of reading that you were supposed to do? And nobody said anything. And I would be like, well, in chapter four, <laughs> on I believe page 76, because oh, it's the only page please. I had, <laughs> and it cost me a dime to make a photocopy. Wow. Yeah. So, so anyways, prepared for well, class. or manipulative, but anyways, yeah. Tom was <laughs> the book I borrowed. And so that's kind of how I got to know it. Wow, she really knows her was uh, like, way around these books. No, it was more like this sucker paid for his books. Yeah. He'll let me borrow yeah. it. Yeah, so we... I know. So I borrowed the books, and that's how I that's met great. him. But yeah, so I was engaged at the time, mm-hmm. but we were just friends and barely even friends at the time. But he had was coming out of a relationship, and... We kind of rebounded mm-hmm. after we were both single, and I, uh, in surprise, yeah, it's a girl. Uh huh. 
And we got Annalie. Yeah, now she's like, if she's the biggest mistake I ever made, I'm sitting pretty because she's she's incredible, literally more mature than I am. And yeah, also than more than all of us. I mean, really, she's an old soul. That yeah. one, she's great. She's lovely. So and, and she's like have, nine feet tall. And now, yeah, she is. She's and a phenomenal runner. Yeah. Uh, now you have five kids. Yes, I do. Uh, fast forwarded, and here's the thing: you also mentioned last time about. Thank you for sharing all that, by the way. You're that welcome, was, you yeah, know, was, anytime. Um, you also mentioned last time... My sordid past. Yeah. You, <laughs> anytime I can unpack that for the masses. That was great. It was Happy just some quick it. jaunts to the past. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're in a Quantum Leap episode. Yes. Uh, so teaching your kids... Um, we talked about grief last mm-hmm. week and teaching your kids basically how to... Not necessarily how to process grief, but how to do that with others. Yeah. Right. You you had briefly talked about a story with your uh, one of your other daughters, Marley. Yeah, Marley. So my second daughter, she's thirteen now. But even when she was in fourth grade, I think it was her little best friend. Uh, her parents were going through a divorce, and I remember sitting Marley down and being like, "All right, look." Your friend is going through a really hard time. And had Marley did had she ever no, known what she was like, was at the time? Yeah. yeah. She's like ten, you know, mm-hmm. nine or something like that. And so yeah, I remember there was like an affair of involved. Mm-hmm. And so this little girl had told Marley, my, you know, so and so cheated on so and so. And Marley didn't have any concept of what that meant. Okay. And when she reported back to me, she's like, you know, they're, I think they're gonna, their family's gonna break apart. Mm. Just really sad for yeah. her to phrase it that way. And then she said, um, because you know, one of them tricked the other one. Oh, because she didn't understand the phrase cheated on, she yeah. couldn't remember it, and she just thought of it as like, oh, someone tricked the other person. Yeah, and it was so sad and innocent. And I remember just kind of unpacking that with her a little bit mm-hmm. and explaining it, and it was. You know, you don't want to expose your kids to things unnecessarily, but it's also like not unnecessary. Like right. it's reality, and so you you just at some point want your kids to be prepared to help other people and to not be. I want my kids to be wholesome but unshockable. And Un- what? Unshockable. Oh, unshockable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think as Christians, like you know, we're christians and so like most people are like pearl clutching and like mm-hmm. the <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah you know and 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 so i don't know as someone who was knocked up in college i don't know i feel like i should sure. raise kids that are yeah. shockable like we gotta be like a little you know i'm a little rough around the edges seen a thing or two mm-hmm. so i want them to be prepared mm-hmm. for life and really be Absolutely. able to like meet people where they are and jesus did that and yeah, so it's totally it's realistic it is yeah. and and so I, yeah, I talked to her about how to be there for her friend. Mm. And she was very uncomfortable because she's like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't really understand this. Right. And so I, I like helped her write a letter to her friend where she just said, you know, I know you're going through a hard time and your family is going through a lot and you're probably feeling sad and maybe mm. hurt and maybe angry and maybe alone or whatever it was. And even though I might not understand, I'm here if you want to talk or if you need anything, I will be here to listen. 
And then she said, it was cute. She said, in my, my mom's parents got divorced. So even if I can't understand all the way, I can understand a little bit because mm. of her. And if you want to talk to her, you could talk to her. And it was just kind of coaching her to say, like, I'm not afraid of your problems. I'm not afraid right. of your mess. I'm not afraid of what, what you're going through. And I'm available and here. And like, I want kids that are going in yep. and not walking away and not standing by the sidelines and being like, uh, I don't really know. So I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say anything. It's like, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Write a letter. So would you recommend, <laughs> would you recommend to parents to like, to ha- have that conversation with their kids before any of that happens or like what do you do to uh tell your kids like hey there may be some things you don't like you know before yeah preventatively sort of right yeah i mean i'm a big fan of sharing the truth with your children to the age like that to the degree that it is appropriate for their age and so i i've been open with my kids about my life to the degree that it is appropriate for their age. And so they know, you know, they know that their uncle was murdered. They know Mm. that my parents got divorced. They know some of the hard things I've gone through personally. And, and those are just the realities. And I never wanted them. I'm a big fan of like, your kids know who you are. Right. You cannot hide all of your baggage from your children. They live with you, and they are these tiny, little, astute observers. Just and watching around every corner. Yes. Lurking. They know us better than we do, for sure. Yeah. And so, like, the moment that I pretend I'm perfect, they are, uh, they have my number. So, for me, I feel like the more open we can be with them to the degree that it's appropriate for their age, right. the better. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if it's a preventative thing as much as it is a being honest about who you are. Mm-hmm. And that opens up a lot of doors to be honest about life things. Because if as a parent, I'm an adult, so I've already gone through some things and sharing those things at an age appropriate level is the, f- the kind of puts the foot in the door of how to mm. navigate this world and then when their friends go through things, you can relate it back to personal experience because you've already shared to some degree things that you've experienced right, in life. Right. So yeah, I think sense. and then being unshockable when your kids bring things to you yeah. is important. Okay. And very difficult. Because you want to be like, <gasps> they said what? Yeah. I've never heard that turn of phrase before. As a wholesome, godly woman, <laughs> I've never spoken such vile things and right. you want to be shockable you want to be shocked but really that's not helpful to anyone yeah but that's yeah. good stuff yeah. um i'm excited to get into more of some of your parenting prowess oh yes yes that's how i would describe it uh, yeah <laughs> uh so in the coming weeks getting more into that kind of um yeah just love to pick your brain on it you have five amazing kids you and tom have done some uh I've learned basically all that I have outside of having siblings and with my parents, you know, from Mm -hmm. watching you guys parent and um, being so close to that. And it's like, it's pretty amazing to watch. So again, if you have any questions, again, give us a call, 585-210-3036. No questions off limits. No questions off limits, unfiltered. So this was good. We will see.
see you guys. I keep saying see. We're never going to see them. We will be here again next week. Yeah, we will. Yes, we will. All right. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.